Welcome everyone to the Dogs Gotta Eat podcast show episode nine. I think we're on right now. Let me. See. Oh, it's on the dock. Why don't you yeah. just look? Yeah, show nine. So episode nine, um, week five recap going into week six. I am your host Phil, and I am joined as always by my co-hosts Chris and Sean. Sean, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing all right. Um, just watching this playoff baseball game that seems like it's been taking forever. It's only the bottom of the seventh inning and the game started at five between the Brewers and the Braves. Um, the Dodgers game, I think, is supposed to start at nine on the same channel. So not sure, sure what that's going to do because there's no way that game starts when this game before or uh, after this game ends. Who's leading that series? It's uh, Atlanta's up 2 one. Oh, wow. Aren't they supposed to – aren't the Brewers supposed to be, like, the guys? Well, the Brewers have a really good pitching staff. The um, the Giants had the best record in the NL, but the Brewers have had a really good pitching staff. The Brewers are actually pitching their second-best starter um, out of the pen today because it's a winner go home for them. I want the Brewers to win because Milwaukee is just basically Cleveland. Just with – My brother, my brother wouldn't, wouldn't – my brother wouldn't agree with you there. It's like Cleveland like, – I think we've talked about this before, Chris. Like their attendance is similar; would be similar to Cleveland's if it had if it wasn't a stadium, like an indoor stadium. Yeah, but why? Why would I want a team that's like us to win when we don't win? That's always plus. In fairness, in fairness, they just won a title like three months ago. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I did forget about that. Uh, Chris, how you doing? Who cares? You don't care. Sean doesn't care. (laughs) Who cares? Nobody cares. Life is pointless. Sports are stupid. We're all gonna die anyways. Yep. Samato printed on shirts. Yep. How are you um, doing, Phil? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Um, did a bunch of running around today. And peyote. Have, yeah, and peyote. Um, <laughs> have, have days off before I start a new job. So, you know, just enjoying it, having a good time. Now, do you know how far the commute is to that job? I do. Yeah, I googled <laughs> it many times. I asked the exact address. I planned out. Have the the easy pass now for the car. So wow. So you really do have it all planned. I really do. Yeah. Good for you. 30 or 28 minute drive. Good so. to take that. You know, not everybody takes that initiative. No, you'd be surprised. To find out where they work. <laughs> and how far it is from there. To house. find out a roundabout direction of where you're going. Um, but we'll get right into it. Um, the Browns three and two after a, if we talked about this, Chris, if this game was not the Browns chargers, um, if this was compare it to the chiefs Rams of two years ago, this is an awesome game. Like it's an awesome game to watch. It was back and forth. It was offense. Uh, 1,016 yards of total offense. Um, no interceptions by either team. Like it was, it was an awesome game offensively to watch um browns lose though 47 42 um it's a tough game but um you know there's things you can like from it things you cannot like we're not we're not going to get into the baker talk of everything that i've seen i mean he played well he played really well i think we did we did enough of that last yeah and this wasn't a game where there was anything to talk about like he didn't play bad at all Right. put himself in a position it was there was things we can talk about we'll go into um but we'll start by quickly you know i'll get your guys thoughts thoughts on the game overall as a whole chris i'll start with you 
Yeah, I mean, you kind of covered it. I think my biggest takeaway for anything with this game is, you know, we are good. And it'd be nice to get one of these games at home sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, since we, you know, the last, some of these have been on the road. Um, I think my only takeaway from it is, well, I have two takeaways. One, it'd just be nice to be on the freaking winning side of one of these. Yeah. After the Chiefs, the Ravens last year, the Ravens playoff or the Chiefs playoff game. Um, and this one, it'd just be nice to beat a team, you know, and get a little luck on our side and have the, you know, Owen 400 when your team scores 40 points on our side for once. Um, and the other takeaway is of the people on the podcast that said, we need to wait a couple weeks to see if this good, this defense is any good. Tweedledee and Tweedledum both said they were good already. And Tweedledoo. Oh, top five, so that's, top five defense this is, right now. That's a tough – that's a tough spot to take when you lost two of your starting cornerbacks and your second-best edge rusher didn't even play. Top five total points. defense right now. Or top five points. in yards. So, I'll, 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 address, I'll address that part of it. I saw a stat yesterday um, that – when when Jadavian when Jadavian Clowney's on the field, the Browns are generating pressure at a forty six percent rate. When he's not on the field, the Browns are generating pressure at an eighteen percent rate. I would argue that Clowney not being held, not being active for that game had a little bit to do with the fact that the Browns gave up so many points. But the hold on, because that stat because they've only played five games is flawed because he didn't play in one of the games. So. I don't think we can still say that the defense is good or bad yet. It's not a five-game thing. So I guess that was kind of my point last week was you can't be like, oh, hey, this defense is good five weeks in. That was my only point. Well, to your point. There's just not as big enough sample size. No, I get it. But then to your point about that, that that, then the the four weeks that he was on the field, the pressure rate on non-blitz is 32.3%, 34.5%, 45.5%, and 46.9%. When he wasn't on the field uh, in week five, it was 17.5%. I would say that's a pretty drastic drastic dip. So, um, the defense – We gave him 47 points. That's not because one guy didn't play. I think that was – I think that's a case more of the Chargers are – and we'll – talk about stuff later we're not the Chargers won't be one of them because I think they're established as a very good team I think the Chargers are possibly the second best team in the NFL right now there was a you ran into I mean a ridiculously good offense with and there's a lottery right there's a lot of reasons that the defense didn't play well um like I said like losing those guys didn't help but the Chargers I I mean and and I think overall the the league is set up now is when an offense gets rolling they can just roll yeah, and yeah. I think that that we kind of got a glimpse of that. I'm not saying the defense is bad. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that four games is too early to say if a defense is good or not. Yeah, there. I mean, if you look at all the defensive stats, they're number two in rushing yards, which we've talked about. They haven't played many good running teams. Um, everything else, they're either they're right around the top ten. So there, there are good defense stats wise, like you said. In this league, once the offense is going, I mean, it's it's extremely hard to get somebody to stop, especially a quarterback like Justin Herbert, who is going to be in the top, probably top five for MVP this year. I mean, granted, there is no top five. It's only top three. But he's going to be a top guy for the MVP if this continues to go. I mean, 
the last since the Dallas game, 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, I mean, just ridiculous. And I think this was a product more of not bad defense, but just two good teams going head to head and offense is just firing on all cylinders at some well, point. And, and, and the last thing I'll say about it, just real quick about the defense side is, um, yeah, I mean, obviously there were plays to be made. They could have played better. The league is set up where the offense has the right of way and, and the advantage. So when you're, when the offense is rolling, it is tough to stop them, but the defense is only as good as the, the team that's on the field. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, our defense might be good, but if, if all those guys miss games, then the defense is what it is. So I, it's hard, you know, grand scheme it's week five we lost to a good team on the road with chances mm-hmm. to win it feels just like the chiefs game where i'm disappointed we didn't win but i'm not like fire joe woods and and kevin Stefanski stinks and you know it's just it's hard in the nfl when you haven't had much success to be able to say something like that but i think that's what it comes down to yeah sean do you have anything else to add then i'll make another point on that no, it's just disappointing that you lost Denzel Ward to a neck injury early in the second quarter of that game. And then MJ Stewart goes out with a hamstring. Greedy Williams gets a stinger in the same shoulder that he dealt with all of last year. It just felt like it just felt like everything snowballed. Uh, and then I saw that John Johnson was actually the one. Um, it looked like he was the one calling the plays for the defense, which is an interesting, which is interesting if you think about it, because it's five games into a new defensive system that he's trying to learn. And he's already been the one that's, that's calling the plays. It looked like it had been Malcolm Smith a couple of weeks before that. Um, but it was John Johnson in week five. Cause you could see there was a, a, a still picture of, he had the green dot on his helmet. Um, so I thought, I mean, I, like I said, a lot of stuff went into that. It's just kind of an interesting observation about John Johnson being the guy calling the plays when he's only five weeks into the system. We know who's not calling the plays next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The other thing I'll say, if I can remember what the hell the point I was going to make was, shit, I forgot. Damn it. It wasn't any good then. So, Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, that's what I was going to say. It's another game. What's nice is it's not like when you lost to Pittsburgh and Baltimore last year where you got absolutely throttled and you felt like shit afterwards, where you were like, okay, like we're clearly not on the same level. You can look back and if you've listened, if you watch anything, if you you know listen to podcasts, most of the people who are smart have said the Browns could easily be four and one right now. Like you can go back to that Chiefs game and look at that. I mean, you, could, Chubb. you could arguably be five at oh. Yeah. But you could look at that Nick Chubb fumble and say that's a, yeah. that's something that almost never happens or for Nick Jamie Chubb. Jamie Gillen's stupid ass. He, <laughs> I hope you bring those jokes, man. That was funny. He sucks. Like He's got to go. He has to go. So Jamie Gillen right now is second <laughs> to last in the league in punt average. He is second to, la- second to last in total yards of punts. Uh, and in and fairness, that stat's kind of skewed. The, the 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 total yards and punts is kind of skewed because we haven't punted a lot. But the average punt is what's what's his, worse. His net average is thirty eight yards. Thirty. Yeah, that's awesome. You know how you know and he's it's one bad. of the worst. You know how you know he's it's because bad. you talk about him. Well, no, I was going to say because I watch other games like other NFL games, and I'm like, holy shit, that pump mm-hmm. was pounded. 
Yeah. But I yeah. find myself doing that with like 27 yeah. other teams. Yeah. So it's like, well, oh, no- that might be our problem. Well, nobody talked. I, I think what not enough people talked about, obviously, rightfully so. But after after the issue with that with the Browns second to last drive, when Gillen punted that ball away, like the Chargers started on, on their own 48. Yeah. Like we weren't even able to we weren't even able to flip the field at all. Like the Chargers only had to go 52 yards because yeah. of how bad that punt was. And yeah. I think uh, and another point to fill to your point, like look what happened last year in that. Those those Steelers the Steelers game was what week six week yeah. five. What's the Ravens, Ravens was week one. Ravens was week Ravens one. Was week, one. week five is not what you are in week 15, 16, yeah. 17 because we beat the Steelers twice and we went down to the wire with the Ravens. So like I don't think that this game is is telling us anything. I, I the only thing it's telling us is we have to win our division. Mm-hmm. So you can try to avoid. Well, I guess you want to avoid playing three of the good teams. So you yeah. want to, you want to win the division and you want to have a home game. And the other thing it's telling you is you're probably not getting the buy. But other than that, like, I don't think there's that much to be. Yeah, Cause only, only one team gets to buy now. Right. With the new yeah. system. Yeah. But I think it is, it's, it, I think you can take positives out of it and it shows you like, Hey, this team is legitimately a can like a good team now. Cause they're hanging with the, the chiefs are what they are. Like we'll talk about them later but the chargers are a very good team and you hung with them and had probably so far the best game. One of the best games of the year. I felt just like the Lamar poop game last year. That's exactly how I feel today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's well, and well, I think what was a little bit worse about that was on Monday night football too. Like still, I mean, like, yeah. I mean the feeling of like, we can compete with anybody. Yeah. I wish we would have won, but I'm not devastated. We lost. Exactly. Yeah. So um, but we'll move on. And this is something I, uh, something I want to talk about. So the fourth quarter play calling, we've seen it in two instances with the chiefs and the chargers where you're up late in the game and, or, um, you're, yeah, you're up late in the game and you have an opportunity to, I don't want to say seal the game, but definitely run the clock more. Um, and then this situation, we saw it where you're up one, you got lucky by a missed extra point. And you go run, long pass, run. Terrible punt. They go down, they drive, they score, they win. It's something that I don't know if it's just me who's noticing it. The fourth quarter play calling, I think, has sort of become, I'm not going to say an issue because Stefanski's a really good coach, but it's something to worth note that the, the offense kind of changes when we are up in the fourth quarter to – it feels like a smartest guy in the room kind of thing. Whereas the fansky wants to put the, the foot to the throat and say, well, I'm going to score hard. Like I'm going to score again on you and I'm going to keep putting this way rather than, Hey, let's run some time off the clock. Let's see if we can keep running the ball, keep doing what we're doing. We had, they had two timeouts at the time or all three timeouts at the time. Let's see what we can do. Let's keep pushing and just take as much time off and then put it in our hands of our defense if we have to. That's an issue. I don't know if it's lack of trust in the defense yet or what it is, but I think when you've, you've got it, you've, there's nothing wrong with just running the ball. Just keep running the ball. You were doing it really, really well. Chubb was not on the field for God knows what reason. I know that cream catches the ball better, but still. And for me, it's, it's something that I'm taking notice of. Let's hope it doesn't continue. Stefanski even said he could have done better at the end of the game. Um, you know, Sean, is it, is it something that you feel is an issue or something that you think is kind of just, you know, it's just the way the game goes? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess yes and no only, and I only say that because Stefanski's quote after the game was that he didn't want anything bad to happen on that second to last drive because Jack Conklin had gone, gone out. So mm-hmm. we brought in James Hudson on the right side. We already had Blake Hansen on the left side. I mean, obviously in retrospect, you still want to run, probably run on second and then just at least try to make a play on third down. Yeah. So I, I don't, the reason I say yes and no is because we had, there were a couple question marks after the chiefs game as well. Um, Kareem Hunt was on the field again for some of that stuff, whereas Chubb wasn't. The usage of Hunt versus Chubb is kind of questionable at times, but I think we we kind of take for granted how good of a of a just a, like a running back and a receiving back that Kareem Hunt is. Mm-hmm. So it, it it like the one A one B thing is talked about a lot, but it is true for the for the Browns. And when it comes to when it comes to the play calling in itself. I think, I mean, we have to, I think at, at times we have to remember too, that Kevin Stefanski has only coached 18 NFL games in his, in his life. So I think we, I think we have to remember that, especially because he's the one that's calling the offensive plays too. Like that's a lot to take on and I get it. It's his job to do it, but I mean, coaches learn on the fly. So I, I think that that that's going to play into it. And as Kevin Stefanski continues to have these situations, he's going to get better. Chris. What math did you do to get to 18? I it was a it was a round number. Well, because he, I mean he coached 16 games. Uh, he coached 16 22. games. Then he yeah. coached. Yeah. But still, the point but you made, I was going to make that point. Yeah. I was going to make that point as well. Um, I think it's my biggest beef with Kevin Stefanski, besides getting lost in his dreamy eyes, is um, <laughs> I I don't understand why we have, and I've said this for multiple weeks on the podcast now. I don't understand. We have all this success in the middle distance, in the middle of the field, and then we just stop doing it. And I don't know why we keep doing that because like Njoku had 160 whatever yards in the middle of the field and Higgins is open in the middle of the field. But then like midway through the game, we just stop going to the middle of the field. And I just don't, I don't get why. And, and I thought against Minnesota, I'm a big, like, I mean, I can say I'm a big rhythm quarterback. I, I sit at home and watch football games, but like, I hate when court, when they don't get quarterbacks back in a rhythm when they don't when they lose it a little bit and, yeah. and Baker was so awful against Minnesota that I'd love to see hey boom slant five yards mm. out five yards get him back in a rhythm yeah and Baker gets in his rhythms in the middle of the field and then like we just stop going there so I don't really understand that I don't understand why we didn't have out routes on the last drive mm. of the game because we still had the ball with the chance to win oh, I don't know and- how that happened. And even even that picture that's surfacing about Beckham like Beckham coming down the middle. There's that picture where the second to last throw deep that Mayfield had, Beckham yeah. was coming down the middle of the field. Even you can see you can see that the the secondary the secondary player that he was sitting on that route. Yeah. He like a, a couple of frames later, you can see him in the picture. He just bailed because he knew that 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 Baker was winding up to go deep. And even if Beckham catches that ball, if that secondary player makes a tackle. He, Odell Beckham's down at the 40 yard line in the middle inbounds. of the field and, yeah. and inbounds. And then you have to spike it and you have one, you have one last shot. So um, I, I agree. I mean, my brother and I watched the game together and we both kind of said like the, the fact that we went, we went like throw to a running back. 
we we wasted 50 seconds to get 12 yards yeah. and and it wasn't 5 yard outs it was it was two passes to Kareem Hunt it was and then we the and then and, and yeah and then we start and then we just started running four verts like it none of it didn't make sense that you weren't trying and to Christopher's point about like one of these going right for once i would like for one of these situations for us to have at least one fucking timeout i'm sick of having these situations this has been two two weeks this year where we've tried to do this with no timeouts like it's it's borderline impossible. Yeah. We had a timeout last uh, Sunday, didn't we? No. no. Oh, we called all three of them. Oh, let me yeah. – uh, our defense carrying Eckler into the end zone from a gambling perspective. Hilarious. So awesome. Yeah, from a gambling perspective, yeah. It was hilarious I, to watch. I think I'm the only person that went crazy on a uh, on the missed extra point and – the carry and touchdown. I think I was the only person yeah. maybe in the U S that jumped up and down for both. Of them. <laughs> yeah, it was it. So that picture you were talking about, Sean, I think, I think another thing that comes into it is there, there may be, and we'll go, we'll this will segue to our next thing. There may, there's, there may be distrust in, in Odell. And I don't want to say distrust in like he's a bad player or anything, a distrust in, is he going to make that catch? Is he going to hold on to it? Because the likelihood is, like you said, Sean, if he makes that catch, that if it's thrown to Odell, that corner drops on him, the likelihood is he's catching that ball and getting hit or it's simultaneous. Like, it's it's a close thing. And there's a good chance that he, he could drop it, something, though, no, you're in the middle of the field. And that's the next thing that I want to talk about is this Odell, is this OBJ issue. We saw it fourth and two. Baker throws it to him. He drops it. Likely cost you a touchdown. I mean, we can all argue ifs and buts, but from the way you're moving, oh, I mean, it cost you a touchdown. It, you, it absolutely, it absolutely yeah. does. So well, it cost you at least three more drives. Yeah, like it cost you some or three points. more plays. Yeah. yeah, it cost you some points for sure. It's it's tough, you know. Everybody did well in this game. We were running the ball well, passing the ball well. Everybody's getting the ball. Odell was not seen. Is this is a real question because it's a real issue? Odell's not a, is not a bad teammate. Odell is not having the same sideline issues that he did in New York. Is it time to finally just say, "Hey, this isn't working out. It's time to move on. You're not bad. We're not bad. It's just not a good fit. Chris, me and you talked about this a little bit, so I'll let you start on this one. Yeah, I think that you guys can both attest. I've been saying for years to trade him. And now, like, it's not like a trading at his lowest because Stephon Gilmore went for a six-round pick in 2023. I think it just helps when – I don't know if you do it before Landry comes back, but if you can, you you let him go. And and not every – not every breakup in the NFL has to be some awful, terrible, you know, um, breakup, but it's okay. And, and it just doesn't work. It's been, how many games has he played, Sean? With the Browns? Um, really? It's tough because he missed so many games. So you think, yeah, yeah but full but season 16, in the right? continue. Can you but, continue talking? But, yeah. But my whole point is that I don't, it, it's just, it just doesn't work and and that's fine it's a it's a weird situation he didn't come here because of the current system in place he came from Dorsey and and I think I think the offseason would have been a nice time to let him go but now it's like proven that it's just it's just not going to work and for whatever reason it, it doesn't work so he's played in he's played in 26 
out of a possible when you're counting regular season, um, 26 out of a possible 48. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I think that's enough of a sample size to say, Hey, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not working. Yeah. And it's hey. not, it's, it's not, like you said, it doesn't have to be a, you suck. We don't need you. It could just be hey, you, what we're trying to do. It doesn't fit with you here. So let me put you in a place where you do fit and you can be a star, which he can be, and it'll help us. It'll help you. And we all just go our separate ways. Hey, I'm all for get. I'm all for giving more wide receiver opportunities than Anthony Schwartz. So. Yeah. He's been so good all game all year that, yeah. How could you not give him the ball and really target him? Down the <laughs> well, field he's so it almost, it almost strikes me as Beckham jr works better when he's the number one option on a bad team because then you can just feed him 14 15 times a game and nobody cares or and we don't also we don't come up with like interesting ways to get it to him which whatever that's Stefanski's prerogative but like even with uh um, it was Stefanski right with the reverse on the Cowboys yeah, it was yeah, last year. But like this year, we haven't found any like interesting ways to get it to him. It's like we try to get into him in normal ways and just just ain't working for whatever reason. Yeah. And I mean, too, you, you talked about it, Chris, with why aren't we going, you know, do more over the middle? Like that's that's where Landry does extremely well as a receiver is over the middle. Yeah, that's Landry not where for, Odell is. For all of Landry's faults, and, and he doesn't really right. have that many. And he, but yeah. But um he catches up all over the middle, like that fourth yeah. down play catches a hundred yeah. times out of hundred. He's right. like, like there's, there's a, a stark difference between the way that they play. Odell is more, you know, running those 15, 20 yard plays, making really good catches like those. Landry's going to get you 10, 12 catches, maybe a hundred yards, but they're going to be down and dis. like you're going to heat. You need 10. He's going to get you 11. You need eight. He's going to get you eight. like he's going to get you the yards you need at important times, and that's not where Odell fits fits in. And at this point, it's just get what you can. You don't have to get a high draft pick. Maybe try to get some corner help. You know, hopefully not trade him to you know if you don't trade him to a contender in the AFC, or you know you trade him to the NFC. You you just try to get something and see what you can do because I I just I don't think it's going to get better, and. To his credit, he has not been complaining about it. He has not been visual, like visually upset on the sidelines. Like he's done well, and he's kind of just taken on the chin and said, "Hey, this is what it is right now." So no, back him to Kansas City for Josh Gordon. For, to your point, Chris, that's I think an exact spot um, that he would actually fit is Kansas City in a place that can do creative things to get him the ball. And has enough moving pieces to where you can do something weird to get him open, um, but obviously we would never trade him there because it is- I, I was I was kidding about Josh Gordon. No, obviously, but that is a place that he would fit. Like that's a yeah. place he would do perfect in because they can do creative things to get the ball. Um, I did have a take on Odell, and I don't know if this has anything like repercussion or anything like that, but Baker is the hardest throwing quarterback he has ever had. Because when he was in college, he had Jarrett Lee. Yeah, remember him? Uh, Zach Mettenberger. And then Eli. 
three guys who don't throw the ball relatively hard, Baker, who has a good arm and can throw it extremely hard, maybe that's something that's been a little bit different for him. Getting used to a guy slinging the ball at him harder. That's why he maybe dropped that fourth down one. Because it was oh, just that ball didn't it. even strike me as being thrown that hard. No, probably not. It was just a simple, he got the ball. He He's not used to running those over the middle routes. And and he didn't really even, like, turn to look up field nope. again. It's kind of something that he just put his hands out there and it got to – it got into much. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, and you can argue, I mean, you know, to your point and, and just saying things that we can't really prove or nope. – or do anything to. <laughs> nope. He's a Scorpio. His birthday is November fifth. Scorpios are ambitious. They are ambitious, intelligent, confident. They set goals for themselves and never give up. They're one of the hardest workers of the zodiac. <laughs> At least mine has like visual proof that you can they, see that they don't. They can hard. be secretive about their past. <laughs> they never hold back about their feelings. I we mean, never knew hey, what happened to that boat. That, that's Odell Beckham. We never heard more about the poop story. Um, he doesn't hold back on his, he doesn't hold back on his feelings. He took it out on the, the net. Then he proposed to it. I mean, that's a pretty toxic relationship in New York. I mean, the oh, watch, can we move on please? The fake watch. He put the wrong yeah. cleats on. I mean, so, moving on. <laughs> Damn it. um, so AJ green, uh, stepped up at times when you needed him to, you talked about it, Sean, with the, the worries of depth at the corner position, um, so I just want to touch on that. It's obviously something that we're going to have to watch going forward, um, especially well, this MJ, MJ Stewart was already put on injured yeah. reserve with this hamstring injury. So he is out a minimum of three weeks. The interesting thing about that, we put three guys on injured reserve. We only brought two guys up from the practice squad, which is in, interesting when it comes to Jarvis Landry, because yep. this is the first week that he would be eligible to come off of IR. Yeah. So that's the thing, like, the reason why I didn't put it on the, on the prep sheet is there's, we don't know anything. There's been nothing said. I think the only thing that we heard was from Higgins um, when he was asked if Jarvis could, since he can come back this week, if he was going to, he said, if he can, if he can, let's rock and roll. Um, but so we'll see. It's something to watch with the depth at corner, um, especially going into this week. We'll talk about it more. Um, but in Joku. Phenomenal game. Chris, this is your guy. Obviously, he's been your guy since college. Um, so I'll just let you – do you think this is – there's been questions of tight ends, who's the main tight end on this team. For the most part, receiving-wise, it's it's Njoku. When, when they're putting him in the system, he's the guy at tight end. Do you think this is, is the game where we start saying, hey, Baker's a little banged up, maybe across the middle, Njoku's our guy? I hope I certainly hope so. Like you can just, it, it, what's always bugged me about Njoku is you can see the matchup mismatch that's mm-hmm. there every time he's on the field. Um, so I hope so. I, I was pumped to see him get some run because he's also been a bit of a, uh, you know, an easier, an easy target to kind of get after in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I was glad to see him have a big game, but what I don't like is that, you know, when you're the best player in a big game and you lose, you don't get, People don't seem to remember that as often as when you're the best player and, in the game and you win. And when you get when you get tripped up on when you get tripped up at the goal line on a potential hail mary that was probably put right in your pocket if if you're able yeah. to run for it because that I mean oh so so yeah let's take away all 150 yards that Joku had I'm not I'm, 
That's not that, what that's uh, that I was nowhere make, near what I was saying. I want it sounded like what you were saying. I want to make a quick point though. Um, the weird thing, the Baker quote in the press conference, everyone made that out to be like, "Hey, he's killing the reps about that pass interference." On, yeah. on us he didn't say that at all he was saying that he wanted pass interference on the on his throw yeah on the last he, didn't, play. he yeah. didn't say anything about it wasn't about the aj yeah, green play he didn't say anything yeah. about that but, yeah, but I what i meant people seem to miss that what i meant by that creature is that he would have had an even better game if he didn't get tripped up by the defender on that play because that like he would have had he would have definitely had a shot to come down with that ball at the end because that that throw was like right there I yeah, wanted a view from the. I wanted a view from the end zone because it looked like Higgins was not that far away from it. He just kind of but he kind of just stopped and looked at Njoku because yeah. Njoku had fallen. Because yeah, if Higgins, if Higgins would have, I think realized sooner, like oh shit, mm-hmm. it's that close. I think Higgins makes the catch he because he's him. right there. Yeah, because people were talking about Donovan Peoples Jones running, but like I think Peoples Jones' job on that play is to take a couple defenders with him towards mm-hmm. the back of the end zone. Yep. So that his, way you only have a couple guys up front. His job is to go to the back of the end zone. If it gets tipped, hopefully it gets tipped backwards. Yeah. I mean, how, but I, I mean, how often do those plays end up working out? It's just kind of disappointing. Because, James, this like, is about the only time. Yeah, because that and that and the crazy DeAndre Hopkins play last year, but yeah. um, that like that that throw was there, and if Njoku doesn't get doesn't get his tackle like him, and, yeah, and he's he probably has a shot has a chance to make that catch. Yeah, I mean, you can call it what it was. Like, I didn't want to talk as much about the refs because it it was a glaring like it was an issue. Like, you can point to multiple times. I mean, the pass interference was one of the worst pass interference calls that I've ever seen as a referee. Mm. I can say that that was a terrible there. We've given it away. I'm a referee. Yeah. Um, it was horrible. And one of the worst I've ever seen. Um, you can look at the, uh, there was a 31 yard game they threw where there was clearly holding the holding that got called on us when Treader is getting punched in the throat. Um, and then that last play, people – Trent Green said it on the broadcast. Oh, it's just guys getting tripped up. You can watch it again in slow motion. The corner from the Chargers trips and takes Njoku down. That's not guys' legs getting tangled up. That's I tripped. Now I'm going to tackle you to take you down. Like I get it's a big – it's like you said, Chris, the penalty, call it by feel. Like if it feels like, you know, in a situation where you don't want to throw it, don't throw it. Yeah, it changes the game big time, but it definitely is something where you're like, shit, let's make this a little bit more interesting because there's no guarantee we score still. So see what happens. Yeah, it was disappointing. Uh, but, but, like, the other thing, too, is, like, you saw eh, – I this is the problem with, like, human refs, right? You don't know what angle the ref had, and you can't yeah. – you shouldn't – you shouldn't – um you shouldn't assume contact, but there was contact. He might've had a bad angle. You know, I, I don't know why it's so hard for the NFL to have someone watching the game. Like we're watching the game and just be able to look at a penalty and just give it like a quick yes or no. I don't know why that's so difficult. Sky like why they are just, yeah. And why they're so against it. Like just have someone quickly, a yes or a no, just a quick smell test. I'm not saying that you need to review every single play, but I'm saying like you get one angle of it on a replay mm-hmm. And then if it's like something egregiously bad that you missed or an egregious, you know, the wrong call, then you can buzz down and say, we're going to look at it. Yeah. And think about it. I mean, 
it the refs can't get mad about it because it adds another job as a referee. And in the long run, what there's maybe in every single game, one of those plays where it's like to the point where it's egregious and you really have to take a look at it. So it's adding maybe 10, 15 seconds to a game where, Hey, buzz down to him. Hey, we're taking a look at this, hold the ball real quick. And then you go and like, okay, cool. We did see this throw the flag, something like that. Like, well, and how can, how can people at home, people at home shouldn't be able to see these egregious misses or egregious calls and then just be like, well, too bad because this, I mean, there's a lot of money moving around. There's a lot of, you know, there's shit at stake. So I just don't, I don't know why that would be such a hard idea. Well, just a confirmation, say we're not going to do anything for things that should have been flagged that aren't, but we'll give a quick confirmation, just a quick thumbs up. If we think it should be a penalty. I don't know why that's a difficult concept. Yeah, it's the it's the NFL being arrogant on a lot of things, and it's it's annoying because it's just a simple fix. Like, and again, I'm not saying I do high school football, so high school and NFL is a lot different. But you, I do agree. At times, you don't know a guy's angle, you don't know what he can see. But there's eight referees on a field in an NFL game, so there's enough guys seeing stuff. Granted, yes. Some guy's job is not to call it and they're not going to if it's not their job because they don't want to one up another guy or something like that. But still, it's well, the nice thing about NFL refs, besides the guy literally calling the, you know, being the actual ref to, for the calls, everybody else is so, you know, like I don't know any line judges' names. Mm-hmm. They're all pretty anonymous. So, like, I don't yeah. think it would be that difficult to do something like that. No. And it's again, it's something I think. And as, as a fruit counter, as someone that counts fruit that goes into the yogurt, I can say that. Into the yogurt. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, again, it was it sucked because a tweet's going to go out and say, oh, we missed this call. Sorry. And it doesn't change anything. It's a stupid thing that happens after every single time. So, um, but I kind of touched on it last week. Um two huge games this week, like last week and this week coming up. So move into a Cardinals preview this Sunday, four Oh five. I think it's four Oh five start. Um, yep. Are we, it's a CBS or Fox. I don't know. It's a, it's a CBS game. Usually okay. when the AFC team is home at CBS. Okay. I was going to say, it's one of those weird ones because there we have them too. So who knows? We might get Romo and Nance. Um, we'll see. Fingers crossed. I mean, probably one of the better games they're doing this week. So, um, but Kyler Murray, he's for a guy who's not in the Browns. We've talked about him a good amount on this podcast. Um, has to be right now. The favorite for MVP has been doing ridiculous things. Maybe it's, after Josh. I Allen's think it's, game. Clo- it's closer after he, he did not have a good game this week. So I think it's a little bit closer now in that race. And Josh yeah. Allen could be could be up could be up there. Yeah, it, it's it, but it, yeah, it's clearly he's up there. The the Cardinals are a weird team. I'm going to go through some of their um, pulling up some of their games stats now and things like that. But um, one thing I wanted to talk about with this is two guys that get compared are Kyler and Lamar, um, similar ish play styles. Um, but do you think? having played against Lamar as much as we do twice a year uh, for the last four years, he's been in the league, obviously. Do you think that gives us a distinct advantage playing against Lamar? Sean, I'll start with you or sorry, playing against Kyler. Well, I'm going to say no, because we haven't done a good job of stopping Lamar Jackson in the past. 
Like I, I get that we see it a lot, but I but we we haven't done a good job of stopping. I guess from a standpoint of, do you think you you know what to expect more than you do with like? Yeah, I mean yeah. that. I mean that that could be true, but I think that the Ravens' offense and the Cardinals' offense are are completely different in that aspect. Like you know what to expect more, I guess, of a running quarterback more than anything else, but. Um, just the way everything is kind of set up. I think Lamar, I, I still feel like Lamar has more designed runs than, than Murray does. And Murray just kind of makes plays with his feet on passes that, that he can't really, that he's not able to get to anybody downfield. I think that's the difference is Lamar has a lot more designed run. Yeah. My, what I, where I'm coming at from this is I think you as the Browns, you go, you prepare in the beginning of the season, the same I don't want to say the same way, but a similar way to Michigan prepares for Ohio state where, you know, yeah, you've got other games and you've got to do this, but at the end of the day, your main competition is this team for the Browns. I think it's a similar way where they, they game plan every single week, but I think a large portion of what you're working for is to beat Baltimore. And because of the, the similar way to make plays, you know, do things with their feet, I personally think that you have a smaller advantage, whether you've played good against Lamar or not. You have a game plan that you say, hey, we're, we do this for Lamar. We're going to try to do it with Kyler, especially because he's banged up right now. And when Kyler is banged up a little bit, his gameplay changes. Um, and we've seen it sort of in the last, you know, the cup last week and then in some of the games. Chris, I'll ask you the same, like, what do you do you have anything on yeah, it? Yeah, I think I think um, I think the better comparison for Kyler is more. He's more Pat Mahomes in the way that he moves than than Lamar. I mean, looking at the running, the running totals, I think he has like 110 rushing yards this year. Mahomes has 153. Russell Wilson has 70. Yeah, so Kyler Murray has rushing yard to do 110. So it's not like he's running like Murray um, or uh, Lamar rather. Lamar has what a billion rushing yeah. yards. He has more rushing like yards fifth, than like eighteen teams, right? He's he, yeah, he's fifth in the league in rushing. Yeah, he has three fifty. So I think he's more of a Kyler still scrambles when he needs to and and does it to get open, get guys open more so than mm-hmm. Lamar does run to make plays. Um, all that being said, I I think if Lamar had and we can go on to my Lamar love later, but I think if Lamar had the weapons Murray has, especially this year he'd be like the best quarterback ever. They just throw it to a ball yeah. Cause Lamar does it with Willie Lamar won an MVP with Willie Sneed. Um, but I, I don't know. This is a game. I'm going to say the same thing I did against the bears. Um, and it's different because like, that was like a game you had to handle and like be in pretty good control of. Yeah. This is a game for the Browns that if you are, a Super Bowl team and have Super Bowl aspirations, and this team is coming across the country to play you. You got to win this game. You're a favorite. You got to win. Yeah, and in you know the Cardinals are five and zero. Oh. It you know you can go through their games. You can look at them. Tennessee game they handled. Minnesota was a close game. We also were close against Minnesota, but still a close game. The Jacksonville game they were down until the fourth quarter, like. I mean, that was a closer game than it should be. The Rams game, they blew them out. And then San Francisco with Trey Lance is not a good team. Like San Francisco has shown when Jimmy G is not their quarterback, they're a completely different team. So, I mean, you're seeing this kind of roller coaster 
sort of five and oh, they're not the Steelers. Like they're not the Steelers last year, where they're the worst 11 and 0 team in the history of football. But it is, I think, it's a five and oh with some, okay, maybe if they run into the right situation where, like you said, if you're a Super Bowl team, this team's coming across the country, this should be a game where, you know, you handle it. Like the Browns right now are, are we favored? Yeah, we're favored yeah, two, two and a half. half. So, I mean, you're favored because of home field. Like that's a, that's a big deal. Um, the Cardinals defense, we've seen it has been kind of iffy at times, you know, the defensive line, JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, um, You've got injuries on the offensive line. I don't think anything is really wrong with Jack Conklin. Um, haven't heard anything on Jendrick Wills, so it could be him um, playing. Who knows? Uh, does the do the injuries to the offensive line give you any worry, or have they kind of showed you, hey, we're good enough to where we can plug and play with these guys and keep going, Chris? No, I'm not terribly concerned. Um, I think to your point about the teams that they played, uh, the, the team that's most comparable to us right now and like how we want to play is the Titans. And they were down, was it 20 and nothing at one point with those five sacks? Um, yeah. And I mean, comparable, like we want to run the football and pass yeah. off of it. Scheme wise. Yeah. So I think that with, you know, if we, that's a completely different game. And do teams don't want the ball to be run against them, no matter what they say. No. If we, we will play and keep anybody competitive as long as we don't get down early. And I think kind of, I know we brought this up before, but the, the two games last year that really stand out, we got down early against the Steelers due to turnovers and we got down early against the Ravens. If we don't get down early to somebody, we're going to hang in with anybody. It, we just got to, got to pull one through. It just it feels so nice to finally get one. Yeah. Sean, anything? Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. And I think I, I, can't remember what the exact metric was, but Arizona is allowing like the second worst yards per carry to running backs, as well as the, I think they're like 28th in yards per game. So it's something that you should be able to have some success doing that. So um, hope, hopefully you can kind of control the game. I mean, we did a really good job in the first half of controlling the game against, against the chargers, but then it kind of got away from, Kind of got away from us in the second half. Now, granted, it's because the Chargers had two touchdowns where Mike Williams was just running wide open. So, um, but no, I mean, I think I think just the the formula of, of running first and then passing off of it. It'll be interesting to see if the Browns kind of go more shotgun in this game because if if Conklin is limited and you're starting Blake Hance um, to just give you that extra second or two for Mayfield. Um, when we do throw the ball, it'll be interesting to see. But I think the Cardinal, or I think the Cardinals' defense through the first couple of weeks um, was a little overblown, and I don't. I think they're probably just an average defense. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, you answered this one already. Sean, I'll ask you this: Do you is this a game make or break? Like, shows that you're a contender or not? Like, this is a game you yeah, have to win to show. No, it, it 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 has to be because if you can't beat. If you can't beat these teams, then then you you aren't where you're supposed to be. And you, like close losses are fine when it comes to Arizona and Kansas City on the road, but these are just games that you have to win. Especially like you guys said, with a, um, a, a West Coast team coming across, and it's it's it, it's a game that if you want to compete for a championship, it, it just has to it you have to find a way to win. Yeah. 
and it is early. I mean, like we said, we saw last year, it's early. And, mm-hmm. and we still haven't played the division at all. Yeah. And the Ravens play the Chargers next week, which they're three point yeah. favorites, which I thought was weird I, yeah. on a short week. But the Ravens um, should be two and two and three. Yeah, but they're not. So um, they, and I'm not worried about the Bengals, like, mm-hmm. whatever. No. Um, it would be really, let me rephrase and say that you must win. We really, 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 really would like to win this one. Because yeah. then questions do start coming up. Yeah. And they're not all valid, but questions start coming if you lose this one. I don't think it's – I think it's a game you have to win to show you're for real. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to win it to make the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. I think the AFC is is weird right now, um, and it's so limited on what teams are actually going to make it. So I think it is mm-hmm. – it's a game to show you're for real, like, hey, we are a good team and we're here to contend. You don't need it to make the playoffs, but you want to win because you want to, you want the, like you said, you don't want the questions to pop up of, you know, money taught, you know, contracts and defense and everything like that. Just the annoying things that distract and all the bullshit that you don't need. So, well, and, and I think what's, what's funny about that too is this has been the, like these last, obviously these last couple of weeks were a tough stretch, but even, I think to your point, Phil, even if you do lose this game uh, this upcoming week, I mean, your next games, you have Denver on Thursday, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, New England, Detroit, before you play Baltimore, before you get the back-to-back games versus Baltimore. So there's there's wins that can be had in these next five weeks after this. It would be, yeah. it would just be a lot nicer to be four and four and two going into the Denver game. And then, like I said, Denver, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, New England, Detroit. Yeah. It just, it's a better, it, it gets you rolling in a time where you're mm-hmm. going into easier, easy. I don't want to say easy wins, but easier games to win where you can roll and keep rolling. And then it's just that momentum carries. So, um, yeah. so we'll get into it. Predictions. Um, Chris, oh, and was- Hey, just real quick to that point. Um, our schedule is easy. And, and the, the other issue, the Ravens go Bengals, Vikings, Dolphins, Bears before us. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's probably too early to start schedule watching, but it's not, it's getting early. It's getting late early if you lose this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with predictions. Chris, what do you got? 34 31 Browns. 34 31. All right. Sean? I'll go 38 38 34. All right. Um, I've got, I'll say 31, 31, 28 Browns. So I think, I think, like you said, it's a game where you don't have to win it to make the playoffs, but it's definitely a game that everything is setting up for you to win. Um, and if you're a real team, a real content, I don't want to say a real team, but like a real contender for this, like everybody still kind of thinks the Browns are, it's a game you have to win. Well, so. I think the Browns right now are in like that. I don't know if they're real contenders area versus if you win this one, you are like, okay, they're contenders. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the question marks go away. Yeah. You've, I mean, you heard it on, on, Rus- yeah, that's what made me think about uh, it. on Rosillo and on part of my take that they said like the Browns, maybe like, that's always what we're going to hear. If, if you don't win this game is maybe the Browns, who knows, like it, and a, it's better to be like, yeah, the Browns are that team. So, yeah. um, 
So we'll move on. We've all got jokes today. So this is going to be good. Um, we all came prepared. So let's do it. It's everybody's favorite segments. The listeners have been demanding it. They said they love it. I've gotten the tweets. They're direct messages, so don't look on Twitter. They're just <laughs> directly to me. Phil, you're doing great with the NFL area. They're, they're from a different school. You don't know them. Yeah, they don't go here. Um, it's time for the NFL hurry-up offense. Sean, Rams 26, Seahawks 17. Yeah, I really thought that uh, Geno Smith and the Seahawks were going to fly down the field on that final drive, but that last interception really felt like a punch in the face. Chris Jets 20 Atlanta 27 in London hello governor everyone knows the people in Britain they don't brush their teeth they also don't cover their pits New England 25 Houston 22 the the Texans scored 22 joke writes itself on that one Detroit 17 Minnesota 19 Sean yeah, after these uh, heartbreaking losses for Detroit, I can't really think of what's worth. The fact that the, uh, another loss to the Vikings in the last second or the fact that they still have to live in Detroit. Chris, Philadelphia 21, Carolina 18. Verbal meme, Jalen Hurts with a cigarette and a do-rag. Sam Darnold, Dan Arnold, McDonald, don't <laughs> matter. Eagles in four. New Orleans 33, Washington football team 22. The DEA had to stay in D.C. for the first half as Jameis looked high as hell with issues and turnovers and touchdowns. Sean, Tennessee 37, Jacksonville 19. Yeah, uh, Urban's tenure to this point as head coach has been like going to a frat party. You're all jacked up to go until you get there and everybody's an asshole and the blonde chick that you've been looking at from behind all night is actually a dude. (laughs) Miami 17, Tampa Bay 45, Chris. Isn't it amazing that Tom Brady is so, like, honored and, like, huge in society that he could slaughter 53 Dolphins and not get canceled? Green Bay 25, Cincinnati 22. I had another joke written for this, but I'll go with this one. Uh, Joe Burrow losing this one, getting a throat contusion in honor of Cincinnati's favorite daughter, Sarah J. Sean, Denver 19, Pittsburgh 27. Yeah, we talk about the Teddy Bridgewater line. The Broncos didn't cross the line this week, which is something that the opposing quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, knows all about when it comes to young women crossing the line. Chicago 20, Las Vegas 9, Chris. I wanted to read all the quotes from John Gruden, but all I'll say is that, man, I haven't seen Urban Meyer get bailed out this bad since that 2016 spot. (laughs) TJT was short. Giants 20, Dallas 44. The Cowboys rolled, but... Kadarius Tony showed he is already a true New Yorker with a big swing and a miss. San Francisco 10, Arizona 17, Sean. Yeah, so the Cardinals were the only undefeated team in the NFL. A member of, of Kyler Murray's hometown talked about how proud they are that Kyler is finally able to succeed after a successful stint as mayor of the Lollipop Guild. <laughs> Chris, Buffalo 38, Kansas City 20. I forgot to do a joke about this one. I like it. <laughs> Indianapolis 25, Baltimore 31. Lamar took some shots downfield to surge his team back. Wentz needed a boost in protection when it mattered, but at least the Lord will keep him safe. And that was week five in the NFL. Y'all came with jokes. Some of them were very good. Do you want to hear my Mason, my joke for the uh, Green Bay one? Yeah. 
Uh, I said Mason Crosby missed three straight field goals before hitting the game winner. Rogers said Crosby is like family to him, which means you no longer speaking to him. Oh, nice. That was I like my Sarah J one better though. That was good. We did. We did a good job there. Yeah, we all did well. We all did well. John, have you ever been to a frat party? Yeah, they suck. Oh, the Cleveland, <laughs> the classic Cleveland State frat party. <laughs> I've, yeah, I'm, actually, uh, I have been. I got kicked out because we came with uh, the wrong type of people that they did not want in their frat party. Just leave it there. It was at Ohio State, so. Was Sean part of that frat? Nope. Nope. It was it was a bad move. We legitimately were like, are we getting kicked out because he's with us? And they're like, well, we'll no. And we're like, okay, we're leaving. So, yeah, bad, bad scene. Um, we'll move on to picks. Um, last week, uh, Chris, you and I were both uh, two and two. Sean, after a perfect week, you were one and three. So, uh, standings right now are Sean 11 and nine. Uh, wait, that's those numbers aren't right. I'll figure it out. Chris, you're eight and eight, and uh, I'm six and ten. Sean's still winning. I did the math wrong. I'm bad at math. Yes. Um, so Sean, we'll start with you with your woof game of the week. Which, what was your woof game of the week last week? It was Patriots Texans. That game did kind of suck. It wasn't like a great game. No, it was close. Again, it was close, but it sucked. Yeah. Uh, so what's your Wolf game my, this week? My Wolf game of the week this week is the Cincinnati Bengals on the road in Ford Field against the Detroit Lions. The Lions will figure out a way to lose this game, and then everybody yeah. will have to go home. Dan Campbell. I, I do feel bad for him. That, Dan that press conference, that, yeah, that was tough. That, that was, I mean, just the way they've lost these few games. I remember I uh, when I met up with my brother for the uh, to watch the Browns Chargers game. My brother thought that the uh, Vikings ended up winning, and or, um, my brother thought the Lions won because the Lions scored with 40 seconds left, and he was pretty shocked to find out that the Vikings won anyway. It was wild. Yeah. Well, and- I had just parked. I had just I was listening to it on the radio, and I had just walked in to start watching the Browns game. And I didn't even like, I mean, that game doesn't really matter to anybody. So I didn't like look at it again, but yeah. I also forgot to, you know, I also didn't hear that Dalvin cook wasn't playing. So don't listen to me on that kind of advice. <laughs> yeah. It was, he texted me about one thirty uh, yeah. to talk about that. Um, yeah, that was a, it, it's, it is crazy to see that the, the lions and the Jags are both winless and it's completely different atmospheres and yeah and one coach cares too much and one coach doesn't care at all yeah like it's just completely different it's it's crazy um so going our picks this week uh sean for game of the week you and i both have the same game chargers at ravens i think that's going to be a good game um and chris you have the bills at the titans which i Mm -hmm. think will also be a good game this week is kind of a tough one there's not a ton of like great games um i think it's the the Games we picked, and then the Browns Cardinals. It's a um, shitty Thursday night game, too, right? Uh, yeah, it's shit. Who is it? I just looked right here. It is Tampa Bay Philly. Mm. So yeah, it's not anything crazy. And then you've got another Sunday uh, London game from Jolly Old England. Oh yeah, it's even worse, isn't it? Isn't it Jags Dolphins? Jags Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, they might just leave both teams there. Um. So we'll get into our picks. Um, my favorite this week, this one, I, I think I don't like to pick big point spreads, but I think this one's pretty easy. I got Rams 10 and a half 
it changed literally when I was looking at it uh, to 11 and a half. So I've got Rams 10, 10 and a half uh, at the Giants. I don't think Daniel Jones is playing. I think even if he did, it wouldn't matter. Um, Chris, what do you got? Bucks minus seven. At the Eagles, we just talked about that one. Yep. Uh, Sean, what do you got? I have uh, Broncos minus three over Vegas. I think that with everything that Vegas is dealing with this week, I really don't know if they're going to be ready to play. And Vegas strikes me as being on the right side of the Teddy Bridgewater line. Can't remember if they were. I don't think they were at the beginning, but I think definitely they would be below the Teddy Bridgewater line. No, right? they were below. They're always They below. were? Okay. I just looked. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater line, 5-0. and oh. And we don't talk about it. I created it. Let's yeah, the Teddy Bridgewater. Not get carried away. Yeah, it is. Very it's good. still. It went better for my joke to just say that we talk about it. Yeah, which time did when you which time that you said it? We don't talk Shut about up. that. We don't talk about that. I well, I don't know why we didn't go in the order that Phil sent me. We did. Blame the host, man. I this sent you the exact same. I sent you the exact same. Well, I'll cut it so it doesn't. It's, it's going to be cut so it doesn't matter. Nobody knows what I'm talking about right now. Um, I love our, you cutting, not cutting this part and cutting that. Yeah, part. I'm going to cut. Yeah, so nobody knows what I cut, but they'll know what I cut. Um, <laughs> our, our underdogs, um, Chris, what do you got? Uh, Pats plus four. I don't understand the line. It doesn't um, make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Sean, what do you got? I have Jags. Plus three and a half over Miami at home. I think that even if Miami wins, this is a one is or two London. point game. It is London, so that is home for the Jaguars. Yep. That is about, yeah, that's, they probably get more fans there than they do at their actual home games. Um, they I feel bad for those heard, London fans. They probably haven't even heard their Urban Meyer story yet over there. No. Yeah. They just love him. They're like, we know it's in Ohio State. The fact, the fact that we send over – Falcons, Jets, and then Dolphins, Jaguars, and back-to-back weeks. Just like this football sucks. This is why we don't watch it. <laughs> um, I've got the Chargers plus three at the Ravens. Again, I, I think that line is, again, a West Coast team going east, but I think the Chargers are really good, and I think the Ravens are kind of up and down. So not up and down, but weird. Um, over. Sean, what's your over? I over. I was close to picking the uh, Browns Cardinals, but I went a different way. I'm going over fifty and a half Patriots Cowboys. Um, it's a weird. Yeah, it's a. I think the Cowboys could do that by themselves. That offense is ridiculous. Well, and it's the fact that the Patriots kind of showed that they have holes, seeing that Davis Mills was able to throw for three touchdowns against them. Yeah, the the the, the Mills Mafia is killing it. <laughs> long ass neck uh i did go with the cardinals <laughs> at browns 50 and a half is what mm-hmm. i got it at i just think i don't think that's what i picked for my yeah I did. okay i was like i don't know yeah cardinal i think that's a high scoring game two offenses that are really good uh chris what's yours uh lions for the lions plan sorry lions at bangles lions bangles 47 and a half yeah yep um Unders, I'll give mine, and then uh, you guys both have the same one. So um, I've got Vikings at Panthers. I think it, it's Sam Darnold is finally finding his level there. The Panthers are 80% going under, uh, so I think they're going to go under. 
Uh, I just think that's not going to be a very good game because I don't think either team is particularly good. Um, so, and then you guys both have Seahawks at Steelers. Anything you guys want to say about that game? Yeah, I don't this know may how they turn into to, the worst Sunday yeah. night game. I don't know how they add up to 42 and a half points. I don't see it because Juju's out for the season. Yeah, and Geno Smith is starting, and Chris Carson might not be there either. Yeah. As a guy who has DK and two fantasy teams, I am happy, though, because Gino is going to just give him the ball the whole time. Sick and tired of Tyler Lockett. So, um, so those are our picks. Uh, we are doing – Sean's winning right now. I did the math wrong, but whatever, who cares. Um, but Sean is winning. So, uh, no segments this week. I will do two things. Chris, I know the garage – did not do well. I did gamble last over the weekend. It was fantastic. I was up in Michigan and it was thrilling. I had the Kent uh, Buffalo game. That was phenomenal to just bet on and just watch. Um, but Chris, Chris my, got... my brother dealt with the um, one of the worst beats of all time. No, I'm on the podcast. I can give the bad beats. Can we're I? We're just... not. Yeah, we're not going to go fully into the garage because we're just going to do quick. But give me, give me a couple of your picks or anything from the weekend. Well, I think it's a little BS that this dictatorship won't let the garage live. He's still over five hundred. I'm not saying the garage is dead. Six. It's just I want to do this this week. <laughs> Switch it up a little bit. Well, first I would like to talk about my gambling losses. Yeah. Um, the Texas loss. That's like historical all time historically yeah. terrible loss of all time. Um, it, it was that bad. Um, it, and, and I don't know, did you ever see like the highlights or anything, how bad it was? I saw a little, like I saw the end of it. Cause the I was driving was, obviously. The, the line was three and a half and he scored that touchdown with nine seconds left. Yeah. So when they, when they were running they the ball to get field tackle, goal. if they physically tackle him, they kick the field goal and win. Even with all the crazy shit that happened already, if they just tackle him instead of letting him in the end zone. Uh, then I had Penn State, who was up 17 to three, and Sean Clifford gets hurt. They put in the worst quarterback ever. The worst quarterback oh, I've man. ever seen He's in so my bad. entire life. <laughs> and they still had the ball with the chance to tie it. Uh, then I had Nebraska, who Martinez just fumbles the ball. With, they had a chance to go down and win. Um, and then Sean. Yeah, the Sean on this very podcast texts me an hour after I put my bets in and goes, hey, did you know Mac Brown's never beaten Florida State? Yeah, because uh, I was supposed nice to know. To because I was supposed to know that you were going North to Carolina. bet on North Carolina against Florida State. How the hell was I? He texts North Carolina goes, is so oh, weird this year. He goes, he goes, brother's intuition. I'm like, we've never fucking <laughs> had that in our lives. Yeah, if there's two people that don't have brother's intuition, it's you two. Oh, no, but then what happened, Sean? I guessed a number between one and a billion, and I was only one off. So that sounds like brother. You realize I just randomly said the number was eight, right? Yeah, and I and I guess I wasn't even thinking of a number at that time. Yeah, it sounds like you were, and you thought of eight. So (laughs) that was a really tough day. So then I said, "Screw it, let's put whatever money I have left on the Chargers." So my juju did turn around a little bit with that the Austin Eckler carry into the end zone. That was Um, awesome. Well, and what was nice about that is, you know, I was so stoked because that that did solidify either the Browns win and I lose the bet, which is fine, or the Browns lose and I win my bet. The worst, you know, there was still a little bit of angle to middle there, and it looked like it was going to middle, which would have been worst case scenario. Um, mm-hmm. 
You could have been Jerry that had the Ravens minus seven and they scored the touchdown in overtime but didn't kick the field goal no, or didn't that, kick the extra point because you don't have that's, to. That's not dumb luck. That's just the way the game works. I mean, yeah, right. Missing the extra point to then not have a chance to go up three. But anyway, um, so all that being said, I'm still over 500. Mm-hmm. I went three and six, but I'm 29, 26, and two overall in the garage. I'll give you a quick slate here, just four college games because honestly, I was told not to do it. Um, what Texas are we doing minus, here? Hold on, Sean. Texas minus five and a half. They're good. Iowa minus 11 and a half. They're way better than Purdue. Alabama minus 17. That might be the easiest money ever at Mississippi State after a loss. Oklahoma plus minus 13 and a half at TCU. Um, that Caleb Williams is a monster. So just a quick, yeah. quick trip into the garage. Maybe we went into the side door, not the yeah. front. Um, so, Sean, we're not going to go into your fantasy family room, but – Sean, if I wanted to look up, if I wanted, I was going to give you something right now, Sean. Don't give it to him. Do it Don't give it to him. Sean, if I wanted to get some fantasy advice from you or something like that, where could I go? Oh, you could go to thecutffb.com. Uh, my week six rankings, and there's a chance that I'm, I have my starts and sits this week. Uh, <laughs> So, see, Sean, I was nice there. I could have not done any of that. But I gave you an opportunity to plug that and say where people can go. Because I want to do something. So we're going to do something different. I talked about it last week. Um, it's after week five. I know we've talked about it. But I kind of want to do right now to go into this and, you know, kind of look and see if teams are for real or not. Um, so we're going to call it the, the, the good, the bad, and the shitty. Can we just real quick, can we rename it the good, the bad, and the cut? No. No. The good, the bad, and the shit. <laughs> um, so what this will basically be is I'm going to go through a list of teams. We may go through more because we're actually doing pretty decent on time right now. Um, we'll go through and I'm basically going to ask, hey, I'll go through some big wins, some big losses. Um, and then we'll go through and say, are they good? Are they bad? Are they shitty? To give kind of a reference on this, good obviously means they're a good team, make the playoffs. Um, you can be a bad team and still make the playoffs. I just think that your odds of like going far aren't there. And then shitty means we don't think you're good at all. We don't think you're for real. Um, so we'll go through this. I have an idea for the bye week. We're going to go back and look at like our season predictions and see how off we were on stuff. And then maybe go through some of our previous takes and see how bad we were. Cause I think I'm going to have some, my Ravens finishing last place doesn't look great right now so yeah so let's get into it uh we'll start with cincinnati so cincinnati right now three and two uh their big win uh was against pittsburgh last two weeks ago and i think their biggest loss is chicago because that was not a great game in chicago we'll talk about them as well Uh, so chris i'll start with you cincinnati good bad shitty they're bad I don't think they're shitty unless the, unless the burrow injury is worse than we think, mm-hmm. then they're shitty. Yeah. I, I thought shitty is them getting to the playoffs, but not going far. No shitty is them not making the playoffs. Shitty with them, not, with them not making the playoffs. Admittedly, we shouldn't have two negative. This, Sean, this is how it works. Do you want to change <laughs> to the good, the okay, and the shitty? 
No, that doesn't come up. That doesn't no, I like good, bad, well. and shitty because yeah. they're, not every team is okay. And I don't think the Bengals are okay. So I think they're bad. Yeah. We're, we're trying to make waves here, Sean. Sean, what do you think? Cincinnati, good, bad, shitty. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I think they're bad. Um, they've kind of lucked out with their opponents recently. They almost they almost lucked into a win against against the uh, Packers here because of and they could have uh, they could have been four and one just based on who they've played and every all the crap that just happened um, with Mason Crosby missing all those field goals. But yeah, no, I don't I don't think their their defense is not as good as it's been the first excuse me the first five weeks. Yeah, I'll say the Bengals are shitty. Because I think that Burrow, Burrow has been up and down at times. That that interception in the overtime was ridiculously bad, um, and I think they have caught some good breaks on stuff, missed field goals, stuff like that. That you don't, nothing on your defense causes a missed field goal. So I think the Bengals are shitty. I think eventually water will find its level on them. The only reason uh, I don't think they're shitty is because they do have like legitimate offensive weapons. Yeah, Jamar That's Chase is reason. very good. Chase is good. Higgins is good. Uh, Joe Mixon is a woman beater. And Piece Joe Burrow uh, does look good. So. Yeah, he has looked good at that. That throat contusion is very weird. So uh, he's, well, JOK he's, also he, has one, right? Yeah, JOK. They cleared, they cleared him, and they they cleared JOK also. Yeah. Um, so next up, Tennessee, 3-2. and two. Uh, Their big win is against Seattle. Uh, uh, Fat Randy had a field goal. And their big loss is against the Jets. It's probably one of the ugliest losses on here. So I'll start with this one. I think Tennessee is bad. I think Tennessee is just going to make the playoffs because they're probably going to win their division. Uh, but I don't think there's really nobody I'm afraid of offensively outside of Derrick Henry because Julio's hurt, A.J. Brown's hurt. Um, and I think Tannehill is, is just not, not really that good right now. So I would say I think that I think the Titans are bad. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to also say that they're bad because – and that's just based on how bad their defense really is. Um, trying to get some stats here. They're giving Their defense is giving up 377 yards per game, um, and their points per game is, I believe, one of the worst in the league. Um 26. So yeah, their, their offense is okay. Obviously they have the run first mentality. They're, they're just going to wear out, wear out Derrick Henry until he like keels over and dies. Um, but their, their, their secondary primarily is one of, if not the worst secondary in football. Yeah, they didn't. Um, what's his name? Retired before the season started. Was that this year? Um, the two who made the interception in the Super Bowl. Can't ride Malcolm Butler. Yes. Yeah, he retired before the season started. Yeah. Um, Chris, what do you got? I think I think they're good, but I'm going to preface it by saying, if you catch them on the wrong day in the playoffs, you can lose. If if you catch them, if it, the the Jets game as bad as the Jets are, that game's a little misleading without you know any wide receivers in that one, and they still had. I think they went to they lost in overtime, right? It was overtime, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a little misleading. They did the same thing. Did they lose to the Colts last year, or did they lose to the Jags last year? Or did the Colts? I think the Colts did. 
Remember whoever no the Tex the Texans lost the the Texans lost to the Jaguars week one, I believe. No, no, no. It was the Colts, it was the Colts or the Titans for sure. And I know the Texans won. I know the Jaguars um, won week one and then did not yeah, win. They haven't won. I think it was I think it was the Colts. But regardless, I feel like that's that kind of loss. And I think they're gonna win the division as much as it pains me to say it. They're gonna win the division by so much they can rest some guys and they'll get a home game. And right, doesn't every division winner get a home game? Yeah. yeah they're going to get a home game and they're going to win a, a home game. They could, they could get the bye just based on their division. That wouldn't like shock me. So I'm going to say that they're good. Um, I'll do this one. This one's just for you, Indianapolis, one and four. Good, bad, or shitty. Because me and Sean obviously are going to agree on this one. They're bad, but they, they're not that bad. <laughs> Carson Wentz was fucking awesome last night. He was very he good. was awesome last night. But nothing else that, was. I mean, it was pretty good. They they hit two <laughs> field goals. We're not having this conversation. Or we are, and we're not, I'm not raising my voice because they yeah, played really bad. good. And like Rodrigo, I mean, did you see the play where they ran out the punter? And then yeah, and then it, it moved up five yards punter. and they brought him back in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what the hell's going on? They're bad. They're not shitty, but one and four is pretty tough to come back from. Sean, I think we both agree they're shitty, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, Las Vegas, everything else going on off the field, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, so this might change it, obviously. But Las Vegas, three and two, their big win, obviously, was Baltimore uh, week one. And then their big loss against Chicago this week where they look really bad. Um, Chris, Las Vegas, good, bad, shitty. Shitty because um, they've just gotten like oddly lucky on some stuff. I don't think they're good. I, I haven't thought they were good all year. Um, I'm, I think they're shitty. And like additionally with all this other stuff going on, yeah, they're shitty. Yeah. Sean? Yeah, I will agree. Yeah, I think I'll, I'm going to say they're bad because I still like Derek Carr at times. I think the offense can get going. And the, I think the defensive line is a lot better than it was previously. But I think they are bad on the very close borderline to shitty with everything that's going on. And we'll see what happens. Also, did you guys see that John Gruden is no longer in the Buccaneers ring of honor mm-hmm. yeah. as well? Fun did fact. That, I was at that game. Did you see, uh, see that Stephen Shea has many tweets about loving John Gruden? And makes you think. Not good. Not, Not good. good. I was at that game when he got inducted. I had a cup. like the I think it's still the souvenir cup. Now I have to throw this away. Not um. Uh, can I can I make a point off this, or do you want me to hold it? And you can make a point. Okay. I think this is just proof, and I'm not saying every coach is racist, or uh, that's not what I'm saying, or misogynist. But like every day, we get closer to people realizing that every coach at a high level is an a, a competitive asshole, one way mm-hmm. or another. And people have this thing about John Gruden. It's like, no, dude, he is like, I, I didn't, I wouldn't have called him scummy, but he's like a definition of a of an old school football guy mm-hmm. and like some of the stuff he said was like objectively hilarious and then some of it but it, he hit like the bingo he filled out the bingo card of stuff he can't say in an yeah. email and also like i don't understand emailing because like there's a paper trail he's do dumb it. that's why and i i i am kind of under the impression that someone in the nfl office or the the whoever's working on this case wanted this stuff to be released because there was really no reason to release it. You know, there's no. 65,000 emails or whatever. 
um, somebody wanted this to be released. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it, it is, it's proof. I think you could, there are more shitty coaches like as people than there are good people. I think it's obviously going to start changing more as we get younger coaches, but I think but some all, of those old school football goes are not like yeah, athletes not should not be heroes. Like athletes, oh, you, most no, athletes no. should not be your hero. But I think every coach has this unbelievably competitive streak that like people, even the coaches that they think are great guys aren't great mm-hmm. guys in the heat of the battle. And like Tom Izzo is like this wonderful, everyone talks about how great of a guy he is. And like, no, there's no, like if, you know, he got caught grabbing that player in the tournament this year, but like every coach has that. Peyton Manning's a great example. I just watched a video of him screaming at Jeff Saturday to, you know, I'll send he's you the video good. if I can find it. And then does he say like, just block Jeff? He's like, just he's fucking trying to block, quit yeah. calling plays, just fucking block. Yeah. And yeah. he's screaming at him. And I'm like, you know, who's, who's got the better, nicer, all shuck Southern boy than yeah. Peyton Manning. It's like, no, these dudes are where they are because they're these competitive assholes. You have to be. Yeah. And John Gruden's story. You don't have to be a piece old. of shit like John yeah. Gruden. But no, no. You... John Gruden, now that you kind of look at it, it's like, yeah, you can kind of see why he'd be a piece of shit. Yeah. And also, he had no connection to the league at that point. Like, he Very was weird. Games. Yeah. He was just friends with the – well, his brother was the coach, right? Isn't that why he yeah. got in touch with Paul Allen? Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Sorry. So, box no, off. Um, we'll move on. Denver, three and two, big wins. They don't have <laughs> one. Um, they beat up on shitty teams, and their big loss is Pittsburgh this week. Uh, so, I'll start with this one. I think, I think Denver's shitty. I, I think we've talked about the Teddy Bridgewater line. I think the defense looks good because they haven't played anybody and the offense Teddy's good, but Teddy's, he is what he is. He's not like, there's not enough offensive weapons on there to make a difference in any way. Uh, so I've got the debt. I've got Denver as shitty Sean. I have them as bad only because I think their defense is going to keep them in some games. Chris. I think they are currently bad and will be shitty because defenses when they're not competitive on offense, give up. And I think they're going to eventually give up and um, be shitty. And, and Teddy's going to get hurt again and it's going to be drew lock and they're going to be yeah. shitty. Um, Philadelphia uh, two and three, the big wins against Carolina this week, big loss uh, was against San Francisco, San Francisco, good, bad, whatever. Um, so Chris, we know your feelings of Jalen hurts. Um, Philadelphia, good, bad, shitty. My feelings on Jalen Hurts is more of my annoyance of fantasy football. That yeah. being said, they're shitty. They're, if this was last year, I think they're they're bad because their division is more wide open. This year, it's not the case because Dallas is just that much better than everybody in their division. So And there's no hope for them. So, Sean? Yeah, they're probably shitty, even though I enjoy them from a fantasy perspective. Ew, that sounded so gross. <laughs> there's two There's two different – obviously, like, there is. Like you said, Jalen Hurts you can dislike because, you know, he's not that good, but he does well at fantasy sort of thing. So, um, Chicago, Plus, he's kind of – he's kind of fun. Like, I guess – just, but that's just more of my, fa- my fantasy football mindset is he's fun to watch when he's out there because you know that, like, when he has the ball in his hand, something more often than not for fantasy, something good's going to happen. He's like a less scary Jameis Winston. He had 12 passes for 30 yards at halftime. Yeah, well, so? What is what fun about he, that? What did, what did he finish with? I don't know. I don't More. watch bad football. 
he's a less scary Jameis Winston. Like he's not going to make like the crazy interception, but you don't know what's going to happen with the ball. Um, he finished. He, he finished like with a bad, twenty-two completions. He's like a and he, wow, had, and, and he had three total. He had three total touchdowns. Two of them rushing. Again, you are just proving my point. I think he's. <laughs> I, like I a, prefaced it with that. He's like a bad Kyler Murray. Yeah, he's like the the reverse of Kyler Murray. Um, Chicago, three and two, have gotten going lately. Big win against Cincinnati. Cincinnati, however you feel about them. Uh, and their big loss was against us because we just dominated them. So, uh, Sean, what do you think? So, I think they're bad, but I still think they could be a playoff team. Yeah. I think so. I got them at bad, too. I think they could back end their self into the playoffs, depending on what happens with – because obviously with Seattle now, with Geno – whatever the 49ers are going to be. Um, and then you've got uh, the Panthers, you know, we'll talk Panthers are next, but yeah, I've got them as bad, but I think they could back their way into a playoff game and then just get destroyed. Uh, Chris. No, they're shitty. They've their only reason they're three and two is because of their schedule. Fair. Another team that we can talk about schedule is Carolina. Carolina's three and two big win against new Orleans. Uh, their big loss was against Philadelphia this week. So, Chris, I'll go with you. Carolina, good, bad, shitty. Shitty. Sean, you've, you have had strong, strong opinions on Carolina. Some oh, would have. say borderline offensive on the way that you have attacked this team as just saying you don't know about them. Sean, so let's Car- just – Jerry, you and Jerry Richardson right now are on the same level of toxicity for the Carolina <laughs> Panthers fan base. One of you just one of you loves jeans way more than the other one. And one of you loves jeans. One of you, I, I don't couldn't tell you the last time I saw you wearing them. <laughs> uh, so Carolina, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have no idea what you're talking. Jerry about. Jerry Richardson was the owner of the Carolina Panthers who instituted Jeans Friday, so everybody he's had like, to wear jeans yeah, he's a big Friday. scumbag. Got canceled. Yeah, and then had oh, okay. Team. I'm um, going to anyway. Going back to it. I'm going to say they're bad, but I think they have a pretty good shot to make the playoffs as well. I'm going to go with shitty because I think Sam Darnold is finally finding water and we're seeing that he is just, he's not terrible, but he's just prone to turnovers. Like he's not Jameis Winston bad, but. They're, they don't have anybody to scare you without, you know, McCaffrey keeps you honest yeah. and without him, they're, they're nothing. And I think. Curtis Samuel not being there is a huge hit for that because DJ Moore is good, but DJ Moore is really good when he's got another guy to like take people away from him. That's what Curtis Samuel was. Um, That's what it's what Terrace Marshall is eventually going to be. I think. Yeah. But not right now. You don't have it yet. Uh, Pittsburgh two and three big win against Buffalo at the beginning of the year. Uh, Their big loss against Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. I am going to put them at shitty. I think this defense is not as good as people are making it seem. I think they're a good defense, but I don't think they're a good enough defense to win them games or keep them in games with how bad Roethlisberger is. Juju's now out. So granted he wasn't, he was a non-factor anyway, so it didn't matter, but um, I would put the Pittsburgh Steelers at shitty. Chris. I'm going to put them at bad because the, the black and yellow and Mike Tomlin 
until I see them be shitty, I can't call them shitty, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I have too much respect for their organization to be like, they suck this year. Yeah, until you see it actually unfold. it's always Until like it happens. It was, like, it was like Duke missing the NCAA tournament. I can say Duke's going to miss the NCAA tournament all year last year, but until they miss the NCAA tournament, I don't actually believe it. Two years feels, in a row. They feel the same. Yep, feel the same way about Ohio State football. I can say they suck and they're out of the playoffs, but until they physically release the yeah. playoffs and they're not in it, I don't feel comfortable. And they're making yeah. the playoff. It's bullshit. Um, Sean Pittsburgh, good, bad, shitty. Bill, you keep saying that, but you realize that your team has a chance to stop that. No, they don't, Sean, because I'm realistic. Um, I'm, I will, I will say bad, but they're on the borderline of shitty. Um, so this is the last one I want to do because I was going to do Baltimore, but I think we can all. Baltimore's four and one. There's no arguing if they're good, bad, or shitty. So you just want to skip past the fact that you picked them to be last in the division. Well, I'm going to talk about that. We'll get to that in the bye week later on. Where I'm. That'll be funny. Clearly, wrong. talk about it in the bye week between the two games of playing them. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, right. Kansas City, two and three. Their big win is against us. Their big loss. You could say, I mean, they've had three Ravens, Chargers. I think the worst one is the Bills because the Bills, they just got destroyed on. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs right now, good, bad, shitty Sean. I think this is the toughest one. It is. I'm going to say good. I do think eventually the defense figures it out a little bit. Chris, I think I if the Raiders looked legit, I might have said bad, but they don't, and I think they suck. So I think that the Chiefs are good, and my biggest biggest worry right now is we're going to win the division and play them in the play playoffs. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say I think the Chargers make the I think the Chiefs make the playoffs. They don't win the division. I'm going to put the Chiefs at bat because that defense is historically bad. They cannot stop anybody. And I think the Chiefs' problem right now is they're focusing too much on getting – they're trying to trade for Marlon Mack. That's not what you – like that offense, who cares who the running back is? Just plug somebody else in and let them get 50 yards and be done with it. You don't need a good running back. You need corners. You need safeties. You need defensive line help. Patrick Mahomes, for as good as he is, people are figuring things out more. They're not falling for the smoke and mirrors of, oh, who's under center? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? No-look passes when they're getting thrown to the defense aren't as impressive anymore. I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is bad. Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the NFL. I just think that Kelsey's getting older. People are catching on to what Tyreek Hill can do, and those secondary pieces aren't there like Sammy Watkins was. I don't think this is going to go well for the Chiefs. I just think you saw it with Andy Reid in Philadelphia where the downturn started to happen because he wasn't running the ball and was just trying to focus too much on passing. I think you're starting to see that again here. I don't think that they're like this horrible team. Like I said, they're bad because I think they're still going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're any real threat. And that's tough to say because of Patrick Holmes. Um, have, have you seen the the photos going around that um, Tyrone Matthew 
there's like four different instances where he's just kind of had his arms in the air looking at Daniel Sorensen, wondering what the fuck he's doing. Sorensen's the Sendejo of that yeah. team. Just like you're looking at him like, God damn it. What are you doing? Do you see Sendejo dyed his hair? Yeah. Yeah. He's he? like being shitty and being gray is not so great. Um, yeah, it's tough, man. It, it's tough to say they're bad just because of how good Patrick Mahomes is being who he is, but we'll see. I don't know. I, 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 I heard this on a podcast and you listen to it too, obviously, but the point where he said like, yeah, the part of the reason Patrick Mahomes might be struggling a little bit is because he's got, um, he's almost playing like he had to at Texas Texas tech Tech. yeah. where he's like, okay, I got to do literally everything and there's going to be mistakes made. I, I actually really liked that point. I thought that was quite interesting. What I was kind of thinking otherwise was, you know, we can talk about their defense and it's not great, but their losses are the Ravens, the Ravens who have a really good offense, the bills who have, or who are the best team in the AFC Mm -hmm. and the, um, Chargers, who are arguably second best team in the AFC, and we put up thirty points on them. I don't know who's their other win. The Jets, maybe. No, Philadelphia. Eagles. Yeah. Eagles. And, and even the points. Eagles put up points. Well, even the Eagles put up actual points against them. Yeah, Kansas, fantasy points, you nerd. Kansas um, City is similar to us, and they could have a three and three record, and you look at their three losses, and it's like, well, those are three really good teams. Yeah. Um, can, are, is, is, was that our last one? Can that I was our last one, one, yeah. Okay. Um, can I have you guys' opinion just real quick? And then, yeah. you know, if you want to end the podcast or whatever. But um, I think the six teams that are going to make the playoffs from the AFC right now are still pretty well decided. I think it's going to be mm. – Isn't it seven? Well, the six the, for sure. Like the, the six, six for sure are the Bills, Ravens, Browns, yep. Titans, Chiefs, yep. Chargers. If you had to, if you had to put money on it right now, and I, I know I always sound like a degenerate gambler on this podcast, but who would be your money on for the seventh team in the AFC? Based on the division they play in, I think I'd have to. It's tough. I'd either go the Colts or the Patriots because I, I think I. I think I'd say the Patriots because I think they just they beat up on the Jets. They beat up they beat the Dolphins again, and they might beat the Bills at like the end of the season, depending on when they play. If it doesn't matter anymore, Sean. I'm going to say the Bengals. The Bengals, even with four games against us and the Ravens, still. Yeah, I mean. I would say the Bengals or it's just it's so hard to find that seventh team. Well, the Bengals um, still have the Lions, the Jets. I would say the probably Raiders. the Bengals or the Broncos. I would say the Bengals or the Broncos. They play in week 15, so that could be. Yeah, I would, I would say it's the Bengals or the Broncos. I don't think it's crazy that the Colts still make the playoffs. I think oh like, my god! They're you. they're one and four. Yeah, but they have four games against the Jags and the Texans. They play yeah. the Forty ers the Jets, yep, the Patriots, they still and play the, the Raiders, t- and they play the Titans. I don't think it's crazy that they make the playoffs. 
And yesterday would have really helped their cause. I'm not saying it wouldn't have. I don't think it's crazy that they missed playoffs. Like they play. So the end of their season is by the last. So it's week 14 is by week Patriots. They could win Cardinals in week 16. Who knows what the Cardinals have anything to play for anymore. Raiders Jaguars. I think you can say that they're over 500 right now because they have to play the Texans twice and the Jags twice. Their toughest part is week 11 and 12. They have to play the Bills and Buccaneers back to back. And that's so that's a tough, obviously, back to back stretch. No, but I think that other team is going to be like nine and eight, eight and nine and make the playoffs. Yeah, it's not going to. That's why I said I don't think this week isn't like a do or die for the Browns because the AFC is such a weird division where you could. I don't think they're going to be that point where they back, you know, fall ass backwards into the last spot, but I think it's even harder in the NFC because I think you have, I think the four division, there's probably five teams again. It's the, the Cowboys are in Mm -hmm. the Bucks are in. Yeah. Packers are in Packers are in Rams are in Rams are in Cardinals are in Cardinals are in. Yeah. So who are the other two? It's not the Seahawks or the 49ers. It's it's the Bears. It's the Bears and the Panthers. I don't think either of those teams are good enough to get in. And but I don't know who's besides them. Yeah, it's your picking. You're gonna have you could have somebody really bad going Saints? from there. I think the Saints have a better chance than either of those teams. The Saints could the I Saints think the, could be a team where they I think the Panthers are better than the Saints. I don't. It depends on who's worse. Is Darnold or Jameis worse? And do we get to see Trevor Simeon be Taysom Hill? I mean, Chris, the the Panthers already beat the Saints 26 to 7. Yeah, but that was week two. And we just talked about the Browns, how you can't you can't get um, these big sweeping thoughts early in the year. Sure. But Jameis Winston isn't that kind of guy to lead his offense to the playoffs. But Sam Darnold is. So I mean, what I would argue Justin that the Fields is. And, I know you have a hard on for him, but I mean, I would argue that the Panthers and Bears. I would argue that the Panthers and Bears defenses are both better than the Saints. Fine, okay. If the Bears get into the playoffs, I deserve an apology from both of you about Matt Nagy, and that's fair. Well, Matt no, Nagy won't be. You the did coach have the Bears making Matt the Nagy. Matt Nagy won't be the won't be the coach of the Bears, and so did I. So the Bears, so the Bears are three and two, and he's going to get fired before the season's over. No, you didn't, Sean. Oh, who did I have as that seventh team? You have the Seahawks, Rams, Niners, Washington football team, Cowboys, Bucks, Packers. Okay. I don't think like I you can't if Matt Nagy gets the playoffs three times, twice with Mitch Trubisky and once with a rookie quarterback. V- that's the most like odd hate that I've ever heard. If he does it now with turning around the team around Justin Fields, I think it's different. But once I'm still under the impression, once the Panthers add Stefan Gilmore to the mix and JC Horn will be back at some point this year, I still think the Panthers are a better defense than both of those teams. I think the bears are like, are like the team in the NBA that keeps making like the six, seven, eight. Like the Pistons. They're the Pistons. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, we made the playoffs. Holy shit. Oh, Not we anymore. Well, obviously, but they're the best example of that team that like, you know, hung around the seven yeah. or eight seed and made trades to be in that same spot. Yeah. They just keep making it over and over again so they can print the t shirts and they're like, yep. hell yeah, we made the playoffs. Um, <laughs> no, it'll be interesting. When we go into the bye week and talk about that stuff, I'm going to think it's going to be interesting to see how bad some of our takes were. It's funny that the NFL 
is like now we're like scraping the barrel to find seven worthy teams. Yeah. And uh, Major League Baseball and the American League wild card like could have used three extra spots. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't up their playoffs. I don't know. I just think that's ironic. Yeah. Um, so that's a show. We do need to talk about something. Somebody did listen. Jerry listened. He, he, list, he listened to multiple episodes and he said he's going to be listening to this one too. Jerry, thank you. Spread the word down there. People in Louisiana. Yeah, all, all of the all of the Browns fans that he knows in Louisiana. Hey, we talked about the Saints on this one, so it's pretty big. They just yeah, gotta get Sean, you shit on all of our listeners from Louisiana. Good call. Yeah, Sean, do you want to talk bad about Germany? Three percent of our listeners are from Germany. Do you want to talk bad about Germany? No, I didn't think so. Hmm. Hmm. Why are three percent of our listeners from Germany? I don't because they know that you've got hate in your heart, man. <laughs> um, so you Jerry did listen. Too. So Jerry, if you're listening to this now, what's up, um, Jerry? If you visit the cut after this, you're disavowed again. I don't make the rules. <laughs> Do not go to the cut. Um. So. Thank you for listening. You're going to be real upset when we join the Cuts podcast network. <laughs> we'll see. I've been I've been talking to people from the Cut. Have you seen Yes Man? You've seen Yes Man, yeah. right? Yeah. Where Zoe yeah. Deschanel goes onto the stage and goes like, where she's yeah. like reading the crowd and she calls out the five people by name. Yeah. It's yeah. the Cut network. So I'm not really that concerned. <laughs> well, Christian, Randy. Sean, bot from over there. Other Sean. Other Sean. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> um, so you're gonna be you're you're gonna feel really bad when Jalen Hurts comments about how he how he listened to this this week. So Love please. you, Jalen. Um, thank you, Jalen. You're in all Sean's fantasies. He's made that very clear. To Jalen Hurts, if you're listening, thank you. Uh, Spencer Rattler, if you're listening, you suck. Yeah, you, um, ugly, man. you are ugly. There's SOB. there's no way he's he ever quarterbacks Oklahoma barring an injury again, right? I don't know. I don't know because then why did he just randomly come in for that two point conversion? It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, but thank you guys for listening. If you're not, if you haven't listened, I don't care. You don't hear this. Please tell people about it. The pod's been getting numbers. We've been doing numbies. The numbies have been coming in the recent weeks. So, um, but again, thank you. And as always, go Browns. Later.